Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. And we're the ghouls next door. We're yeah. the ghouls next door. Cthulhu. I had to finish it, otherwise he's not happy. Yeah, that's fine. Continue. Welcome. <laughs> listener we're summoning demons you know huh? or whatever it's not a demon he's what? a god we're summoning gods we're summoning an ancient mean gods the gods you don't want to summon it's he's not so much mean he's misunderstood he is an ancient god who's I mean who just upon seeing him drives people mad to the point of death yeah when you got like a human torso with bat wings and a squid head or octopus head or whatever the heck yeah freaks somebody out it's not something you're really you're trying to look at for a very long time. Welcome. It's <laughs> 28. Yeah. And we're talking about H.P. Lovecraft. For our classic horror series. Yeah. Woo. Spooky, He's spooky, spooky. classically horrific. <laughs> yes. In quite a few ways. Um, but he is the father of a lot of creepy beings. Mm-hmm. Monsters. He had a lot of messed up babies. Here, just insanity. Yeah, and some of them have a lot of similar features, but they're all named something crazy, and they're all horrifying. Lots of consonants. Mm-hmm. Lots of consonants. And we will teach you how to summon some of those tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're bringing you the, the brooding extra planar being file, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, who is to thank for quite a few things, mostly just horror um, monsters. Yeah. He was inspired by our first uh, classic horror um, person, which was Edgar Allan Poe. Um, And then he went on to inspire others. Yes. Which is what the series is about. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the classics going back in time. Yeah. It's ironic that like one of the classic people is inspired by one of the other classic people. But, you know, we we do with what we got. It's 1800s. Yeah. It's a long time. (laughs) It's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so I've mentioned Lovecraft a few times on Many this times, podcast. Yes. And just in life and passing mm-hmm. in just the world. And when people make the mistake of asking me about it and then I take them on a long journey uh beneath the earth and introduce them to the ancient ones and then their brains are fried. I enjoy Lovecraftian work. That has spanned all kinds of ways. So, uh, one, his writings I enjoy and have yes. have listened to the audiobook versions of them, mm-hmm. which I find interesting because usually it'll be like a British like person, but mm-hmm. he's not. But he oh. fancied himself a British man. In fact, he, uh, when asked, <laughs> or even when not asked, was explicitly on the side of the British when it came to... America's independence mm. and thought that New England should rejoin the British Empire. He's got a lot of conflicting and uh, interesting work, but specifically, he kind of has bled through into a lot of things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk today about video games. Yes. We're going to talk about board games. Yep. We're going to just talk about like his creepy stories. Yeah. But specifically... Um, Something I really like that came from him is the Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the Call of Cthulhu RPG uh, role-playing game, mm-hmm. which is spooky, and I'll definitely talk more into it. But it's um, for people who don't know, it'd be like Dungeons and Dragons, but not at all and scary. It's <laughs> a great description. Yeah. You know, you're comparing it to a thing it's nothing like, and then um, you know, just adding spooky stuff. Yeah. That's my whole thing. <laughs> no, Great uh, job. You win. Yeah. No, it um it's it's an interesting play because when you think about Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. you think about like you make an elf or you make a big warrior who goes in and just smashes things and mm-hmm. that's fun because you're like playing as something that you definitely would not be. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas with Call of Cthulhu, um, and a trend that we're going to see throughout a lot of work that is related to him, they you play as like normal people mm-hmm. or like average people who might have like interesting intelligence mm-hmm. or a weird hobby. But ultimately, you're normal and you don't have any super strength and your hit points are just gen- general human hit points and that you're probably going to go insane. Yeah. So it's great in that <laughs> it's it's mostly about investigating. It's not about just running in and Leroy Jenkins it. Yeah, you're not like actually like fighting up. for the most part. You're trying to solve the whole thing, but it's all investigative yeah. and scary and spooky. Yeah. And one of the, I would say, one of the most enjoyable campaigns, that they've done a few campaigns, is the podcast How We Roll. Mm-hmm. How We Roll podcast. I listen to them quite a f- quite frequently, and they've helped me help inspire me to make my own Call of Cthulhu campaigns. Yeah. So I played it, so I was there. Yeah. You mm. did a good job. It was, it good. was spoopy as f- MF. As MF. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. I I really enjoy them, and if you want to know how that kind of gameplay works definitely check them out and it's kind of fun i you know dnd i feel like it's like a new hip thing Mm -hmm. like because it pops up in in media all the time now Mm -hmm. like community did it and it's less of a like that's for nerds thing now it's just like it's cool and weird and yeah. Everyone's, everyone's everyone's a nerd, a nerd now. Yeah. yeah, Stranger Things made it cool. Mm-hmm. If you're you're like, I don't want to be a barbarian, but I like scary stuff, then check that out. Yeah, I want to walk into a room and then have this woman make me go insane because she's uh, you know secretly another thing. That's a whole time. Yeah, of my ex wife or whatever. I don't know. You did a whole thing. It was like you yeah. made Will go insane. All mm-hmm. I know is that's what happened, and it was that's entertaining. The whole goal. It, I would say. <laughs> when you're playing D and D as like the DM, it could be really stressful because you work really hard to make this like world and your player characters can totally destroy it and just do not what at all what you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, with Call of Cthulhu, like your whole thing is just to like mess up your player characters, like in mm-hmm. the best way possible. Like yeah. either you have more drive control. them crazy or murder them. And it's like, you don't feel bad about it. And it's so like, this is for every time during D&D, point. you've ruined it. <laughs> like you're going up this against my something that is almost impossible to fight anyway. So you're really just like, you're just there for the journey. So it's just, it's more fun, I think, as a keeper, which is what they're called in Call of Cthulhu, hmm. to um, manipulate the world in that way than DMing when they just totally usurp your whole yeah. ideas that you spent all that time researching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're welcome. I did that. <laughs> I'm letting my nerd f- flag fly today. Woo! About I mean, we do that HP Lovecraft. most days. But yes, I'm with you on it. I'm supportive of your nerd flag and its flying abilities. Woo! Yeah, you're welcome. Welcome. Come on Friendship. this journey with me and let's find out about this spooky man. I'm here too. Rude. This HP extra planar mind numbing monster craft yes man that made that made word sense Woo! still here <laughs> we're here you stayed <laughs> so cat <Shut laughs> <up. One>. <laughs> <laughs> so, i bet you're thinking to yourself yeah tell me what i'm I thinking bet you're like you're just sitting there over there and you're thinking who is howard philip lovecraft i love that that's his name and why is he so bizarre I, you know is so bizarre so bizarre you know <laughs> i just yes. i don't know you need to tell me i just need to know <laughs> i'm very i'm very curious uh, bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> literally, that's what i was going for and i'm happy you picked it up I'm happy you picked up what i put down oh, um but yeah let's let's learn some things about howard let me tell you about howard philip okay his name is great is that actually his real name name. i'm not making it up i thought you were literally just being funny all right continue that's that's a get better it's a great combination let's go here's here's the thing about howard philip right Mm -hmm. he was born in august 1890 
Oh, okay. Okay, so after after Poe, right? Yeah. He, the thing is, when he was only like a toddler, his father started hallucinating. Okay. And they weren't like cool hallucinations that you would think would be a direct relation. Like he wasn't hallucinating did monsters. He, did he inherit? No, I don't think so. Okay, continue. He no. So his father started hallucinating, and like I said, they weren't like he didn't hallucinate monsters. It was just like normal things you would hallucinate about like he was away on business in chicago i believe or cincinnati or something he hallucinated that he was no he okay was okay that's real okay yep and while he was in the hotel he said that there was a maid in the hotel who was saying terrible things to him when there was no maid in the room two he was saying that his wife was in trouble and was calling to him from the floor above him she was not there she was back at home which is in rhode island so yeah <laughs> he was just doing a whole sc- he, <laughs> he was doing a whole thing. spooky time yep yep so this is when like he was only like three years old howard phillip and mm. so his father was like immediately institutionalized and then he was there for five years before he died that's a due to syphilis yeah so that makes sense that his brain would go that, ma- that makes the yeah. holes in it the holes in the brain yeah it makes you very sick the whole thing is like they didn't know um like, they still don't know because there wasn't really good medical records. Mm-hmm. But people, like, guessed. That syphilis could have been. Yeah, the symptoms. Yeah. And there's, like, like rumors of, like, because sh- the, the mom didn't have anything crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, did he have affairs, whatever? Um, who knows? Yeah. But that's not important. We cannot go he back in time died. and find this out. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, as people do. That's Continue. what's important is that he died. And dead so dad got it continue and, and he, the whole pretty much the entire time that howard philip knew his father he was crazy yeah yeah so that so he didn't have like a great. super positive relationship with his dad he was no. just like oh dad's weird yeah he's a little off i don't really know yeah <laughs> so his mom took him and they went to live with their two aunts mm-hmm. well his two aunts his grandmother and his grandfather mm-hmm his grandfather's name was Whipple Van Buren Phillips. Whipple. Whipple was his name. Oh. And Whipple? Yeah. So when <laughs> So when this when his father died, his mom got really um over I don't want to say overbearing. She just got obsessed. Mm-hmm. with him and loving him and, and like making him sure around. he's okay yeah not even so that he's okay it's just making sure he's happy and that he's there mm. and so she let him do whatever and mm. so the two aunts and him and her like just doted on him and he made his own bedtime he's like five like <laughs> made his own bedtime he got to eat whatever he wanted which mean meant a lot of like sweets and like did not have any nourishment her vitamins for a long time had the worst like diet ever mm-hmm. um which later like he never really learned how to like treat himself well <laughs> and then like yeah he he slept whenever he wanted he didn't go to school because he just didn't care at first she kept him from school and then when he was allowed to go back he would just like sometimes go mm-hmm. he was more or less bored like he was intelligent and he he knew things yeah he just like did not care to be there well yeah it sounded like his home life had very little structure so any sort of structured activities would be difficult for him going forward absolutely he and then like so he loved his home because it was huge it was full of people he had servants because his whipple uh had lots of money Mm -hmm. and so they he had this like everyone doting on him he had this beautiful giant house he loved his grandfather like you loved your grandfather Mm-hmm. And that was like his whole life. But then his grandfather suffered from um, some money problems. Mm-hmm. And then kind of in the decline of that, he ended up dying. And so mm. his mom had to move away and they got this small house. And so he lost all the servants and all the doting aunts and s- other people and the endless rooms to run in and just had this tiny house, mm. which was really severe to him he was really intelligent and there's i found this quote that said that he recalled that at five years old and again this can totally be a lie because he says a lot of stuff and then he says other stuff Mm -hmm. in his whole life but he says at five years old 
when he was told that Santa Claus did not exist, he said, why God is not equally a myth. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a logical turn of a five-year-old phrase. um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then he's just like, now I'll make a bunch of evil gods. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if nothing's real, I'll just make my own thing. So that's what I was taught. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yes. I kind of found all these different weird accounts uh, about his mom. So like she was, you know, super overbearing. She had this really weird kind of relationship with him when he was younger. She wouldn't Mm -hmm. let him cut his hair, Mm -hmm. um, which made me just think of Finn from Adventure Time because the way it was kind of described in one thing. Yeah. Um, But he wanted it cut. Yeah. And so he cut it and then she said he was ugly. Oh, that's mean. Like a lot. Like she would just tell neighbors, like, look at my ugly son. He's hideous. Look at his short hair. He has a narrow, ugly face. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Terrible, right? But then like they had this weird relationship where um, once she let him do whatever he wanted, but then the neighbors also reported that they would just recite Shakespeare to each other. And it was like this joyful, like bonding thing <laughs> they would just put on shakespeare plays for fun they just tell it to each other yeah shakespeare <laughs> um, mother's son bonding time interesting yeah. throughout um throughout his schooling he like went and did um like he did a lot of science he really was enjoy he like he really enjoyed science mm-hmm. but again he just hated the structure of school so he's just like nah <laughs> yeah now i'm done here cool. yeah but the whole time he's been writing like he started writing when he was very young and like when he was like eight wrote this like pretty interesting story mm-hmm. for an eight-year-old <laughs> and then Kay. like like a very elaborate weird story <laughs> mm-hmm. but like he would write things and submit them to like magazines and mm-hmm. other things like that but like just every now and again like he just didn't have any ambition he wasn't like i am doing this like we do with our podcast he was just like oh there's a thing i could put there Cool. I'll do that. Yeah. All right. What am I doing now? I don't know. <laughs> Six months later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just another one. Just in my room and yes. are, like yelling about immigrants and <laughs> fascism. Yes. He's such a complicated man. He named his cat a slur as a child. He hated immigrants. He is a very problematic man. Just he also hated that. my people, the Jewish. He did. He And the thing is, though, he hated Hitler. Mm. But then at the same time, like within the same year, also had a quote that was like, but I get him. <laughs> it's like, you can't. You can't both. You can't both. Pick a side. He also Wait. like. Said, oh, okay. 1904. I was like, how? <laughs> he would have to be kind of old by the time that stuff was happening. Yeah. He also said that socialism was um, inevitable, mm. but that also he fancied fascism oh okay nice yeah he's a whole he's a whole bag his whole time mm-hmm. so like you would think he's probably like this recluse that just like eats candy in his bedroom alone and broods about the world but that's not the case he actually had a lot of friends and people who really enjoyed him people who if you had asked like you were gonna hang out with that lovecraft guy they would be like absolutely not he's probably the worst and then they would meet him and they were like well what a jolly fellow <laughs> and just absolutely loved him. He attended lots of like conventions and a lot of things about journalism, like mm-hmm. amateur journalism, because he has no idea what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's even said like, like someone asked like, what do what do you do for journalism? What has it done for you? And pretty much he was like, I've done nothing for amateur journalism, but it's done a lot for me in that it gave me all my friends. <laughs> and so, <laughs> well, at one of these conventions, he met a woman. Uh, Sonia Green mm-hmm. and she befriended him and would travel out of her way to visit him yes a lot and he just totally did not get that that was a whole thing yeah he was just like that's what friends do they travel way out of their way to hang out with them <laughs> and sit really close to them and read all their stuff and admire them yeah. <laughs> until she was like hey dummy I like you and he was like oh that's a thing let's get married I heard that's what people do Oh my gosh. And then they were married, um, but he, like, was Lovecraft. He did not show a lot of emotion. He didn't say, I love you. He would say, I appreciate you. Yeah. And you do great work. And thank you for being around. But he wouldn't say, I love you. He 
was uh, quoted as being adequate at lovemaking. Oh. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. That's, that's all he's got. <laughs> I mean, it didn't seem like he was trying too hard on no. really anything, so it's yeah. not shocking. It's like, oh, we're doing that again? All right, well. Oh, well, here we oh, are. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> he learned about sex from anatomy textbooks. Interesting. So because of that, he was completely just like uninterested in sex for a long time. Like he was just like, that's that's boring and whatever. And that I don't weird. have any interest in that and just never pursued it, which could be a reason why he just did not get Sonia at all. Who's <laughs> probably like, hi, here's my bosoms. And he's like, what? Yes, you have. Those are for children. And someday you will bear them. And then they will, sus- <laughs> they will have sustenance from them. And she's like, dude. Sex. Have sex with me. And he's like, oh, right. That is uh, expected of me as a husband. So we must engage in this coitus. Great. For, for the pursuit what of children. What a fun time. Yeah. yeah. For the pursuit of children. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Ah, sex. Yeah. All right. Well, if I must. Huh. Yeah. Children. All right, I guess that's a thing. They did not have children. Well, whatever, you know, I'm just kind of going down the line. But, I mean, it didn't really last because, again, he wasn't an affectionate person. And Mm -hmm. you can only go so long with a robot man before (laughs) you're like, I need to do something else. Also, she was supporting them. She made all the money. And she had to travel for her job. And so she was gone a lot. And that kind of just became this conscious uncoupling Mm. before Gwyneth Paltrow. They made it a thing. And so they ca- they pretty much just agreed on a divorce eventually. Um, yeah. But they were already, like, not together for a long time. The weird thing is uh, Sonia Green is a Jewish immigrant. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing he hated a bunch. Lovecraft hated Jewish immigrants. And his thing, uh, which is the worst, was that he said that she no longer is that because she's Mrs. Lovecraft. Like, that marrying him has made her... Not that anymore. She is now exempt from his hatred and is special because he's, again, the worst. So my <laughs> admiration for his work is totally unconnected to him as a person because he was the worst. Yeah. Um, I'm getting that. Yes. And like, I mean, he would say a lot of terrible things about different like races and especially immigrants. But then he would go on and like he had friends of different races and that were immigrants and would be very nice and very, like, helpful to them. Like, they would not have guessed that he's been writing all these hateful things in, like, his yeah. journals. Like, you know. And <laughs> it's just really bizarre that he had all these friends being someone who very easily could have just been a recluse. Yeah. He could have totally Emily dickinson it and hid in his attic for his entire life. But he didn't. No. He was out there. But he never really took care of himself. And he never went to the doctor. And when he finally did, he had small intestine cancer. Hmm. And Probably from all the candy. I don't know if that's how you get cancer. I don't know either, but I'm going <laughs> with <laughs> but it. it could go with that, him just eating his cakes for dinner. Um, he also didn't eat a lot. He was not obese because he believed he needed to be really thin so he can look more aristocratic. And uh, again, he just like really loved Britain. So he just wanted this whole like idea that he had for it Mm -hmm. this aristocratic brit who was really tiny yet only ate cakes interesting yeah (laughs) yeah he did end up dying at just 46 years old because of that cancer Mm -hmm. because by the time he went to the doctor it was too late Mm -hmm. it was just already spread because he waited too long because he just does not care about anything um but like I previously mentioned, he loved Poe. It mm-hmm. was he was one of the most um, significant influences in his writing. Um, his work was largely like English in in nature, the same way that um, his was uh, Poe's was, and that he even uh, specifically mentions Poe's work in some of some of his work. So in uh, the Shadow Over Innsmouth. Uh, Lovecraft refers to Poe's story, The Imp of the Perverse, by name. Like, he's just like, this book. (laughs) Go read it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And in his poem, Nemesis, where the ghoul-guarded gateways of slumber suggest the ghoul-haunted woodland of Ware, found in Poe's 
Ula. Ula Loom. Ula Loom? I don't know. Sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, he was just greatly inspired by his work and this idea of like this gloomy nature and that there's a, a hidden motive under everyone and that there's just like monsters in the darkness. I mean, it could have been also like some sort of weird way to connect to his relationship with his father and that like his father was seeing things and going insane. And he was like, oh, I see things too in my dreams. And this could have made my dad do this through aliens and whatever else. Yeah, he definitely used to have crazy dreams when he was younger, like waking nightmares that he would remember. Yeah. Um, just like Poe did, you know, yeah. like things that they remember and just like Mary Shelley did. Yeah. Those kind of haunting dreams that you want to write stuff about. Yeah. And it's like, I think it takes a talent to just like be the person who writes it down. But he created a lot of monsters and we're going to visit them. We're going to go on a monster hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Going to catch some monsters. We're going to catch them all. Cthulhu. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that. So um, you you get out your phones and you wander aimlessly throughout the city. Getting your terrifying. Um, there's not really. Is there a w- what are the green tokens ready to throw at your monsters so that you can close the portals? Oh, and they would be stuff? like elder signs. Yeah, get elder signs. Get some, some elder signs and some gates. Just walk around the city, throwing them all around, finding yourselves some beasts. Yeah, and you send them back to the whatever guys. the places. Yeah. Sometimes space, sometimes blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I don't know. Yeah. I think everyone is, if you don't know who (coughs) Lovecraft is, you probably do and you don't know. And primarily that is, you probably know about Cthulhu. Mm Mm-hmm. He's the big guy. He's the big main one that everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, that. Cthulhu for president. (laughs) Nah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, no, no, no. Fiend gluey me glue naf. Cthulhu Ria. Gnaf Kafakin. There you go. You <laughs> are welcome. Yeah, no, he's hanging out. He's just he's like now we've summoned him. We have summoned him yeah. and now we may be able to capture him. With so perfect going on that beast hunt was successful. Yeah. Throw down some elder signs and get him to go somewhere. I don't know. He needs to go to one of the other worlds. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, where they're from. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tell me about Cthulhu. So, I mean, he's like kind of, he's the one who hogs the spotlight. He's the one everyone's just like, yeah, Cthulhu. There's the call of Cthulhu. There's the games. There's all that other stuff. He's like the big guy that the show leads up into. Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, he's scary. <laughs> so, um, he's, he's kind so of big. Uh, specific. Yeah. It, no, but it's like he can be like the size of a person and that or what? he can like grow to the size of a continent is essentially what I was told. And like, what's really creepy about him is I that like meet a person-sized Cthulhu, and I want to hug it. Y- I mean, you could. It has like a human torso. So it's, he was said to he has like a human torso with like w- bat rubber wings kind of coming out, jutting out of his like shoulder blades. And then like, I don't know what his legs are doing. I didn't really get too much of a vibe about that. But he, I mean, <laughs> what his legs are doing? He's he's doing something. Um, and then like his head is like an octopus. With like tentacles and like creepy other creepy things jutting out of it, doing whatever they want, Gross. being scary times. Um, and yeah, no, it's a really uncomfortable thing to see. But the biggest thing is that like he can grow as many limbs and like to any size as he needs to or it needs to. You guys can't see me, but I look terrified. To do whatever he needs to do. Um, so basically. Just, just utter nonsense. What is he doing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's he's doing. Like, the thing is, like, it's doing the something. big build up. Like, the whole thing is a big build up. And then the end is just like, you're dead now. Yeah, there's not really, uh, yeah, a good way to uh, fight our but friend that's there. That's the whole thing. You're he's not dead. really trying to, you know, have any challengers. No. But um, <laughs> he was invented, you know, in the 20th century. He was in the Call of Cthulhu, Cosmic Bean, Terrifying Power, uh-huh. all that other, la da da. Says his head could reach the height of hundreds of meters tall. Was capable of altering his shape and size at will. He's one hundred being anywhere between the big. size of a man and the size of a continent. Continent, and capable of spawning any number of limbs as he chooses. It chooses. Scary. 
Yeah. He, in the Mountains of Madness story, it was like his children against the elder things, which were in the mountain. And those mm-hmm. things are mm-hmm. real creepy like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> everything is gross. Mm-hmm. Like, like Cthulhu is scary because it's like a tentacle beast, which is its own thing. There's a whole thing for tentacle beasts and people's infatuation. They're not your them. favorite? I don't mi- I don't mind them as much as most people, but I'm also not like into them. You're not like, like excited other about it. So, yeah. <laughs> not I indifferent is the answer. But the rest of these things, like some of them are just dumb looking, but like Oh, for sure. Like the Shagath and the elder things and Mego, like all those things are really gross and creepy. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have a similar theme in that like they usually have bat wings that are like jutting out of whatever part of the people they want they usually are compared to like crabs like they'll usually have like crustacean parts Mm -hmm. or like antenna or like bug parts yeah and then we'll have like very mild shapes of human forms but not really like some of them don't have any even kind of shape of human form but some of them do where they can like they're bipedal Mm -hmm. um instead of you know running around like say other one quadrupeds bears can do both Mm. Thank you. I'm contributing. Um, but a be- well, I guess we're talking about one. Amigo. A wild Amigo has a preview. Amigos. No. Katie, uh, Cardi B is marrying one of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, he wasn't a, or it wasn't a god or godlike entity. Um, they were straight up aliens. Amigos? Yeah. It's an alien. Nice. So it's made of some sort of unnatural substance that doesn't occur on earth at all. And yeah. basically are a c- gross cross between fungus and a lobster with bat wings. <laughs> and they let them fly from Earth to Pluto. Uh, you know, seeing as they worship the jerks, Narthoteps. I don't know what these things are. They're all little weird words. So one of the no, Narthoteps and yeah. Shubnagroth. Uh-huh. Those are two other creatures that are a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lots of consonants. But they're vicious and terrible, and they waged a massive war against the Elder Things at one point in time, because there's this whole whole story story that exists around it. And people are just these small, just viewers of the remnants of it. Because it's like, Elder Things are just like cool monster aliens that made... The Elder Things? Yeah. Yeah, they're aliens. Yeah, and they made like cool, like high-tech like almost like atlantis but in the snowy mountains like yeah. high-tech city and then they had a war yeah and, and the biggest thing and what they did is basically like well they did some bad stuff but they did like other things that are like i guess kind of okay um, they were seen as not that bad of a guy but like <laughs> not great in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme um they're just aliens you know doing their thing building stuff going about their business and yep. then um you know had that big war with the Migo and the great race of Yeth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they created the Shagaths. Shagath. Shagath. Which are terrifying. Those are the goop monsters with like 20,000 eyes on them. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like twigs sticking out of them. Yeah. No, they have like weird tentacle body, twig body, leg things. And then there's just a bunch of eyes just there's looking so at you. Eyes. Looking at you forever. Why did they make that? Um, well, I'll tell you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they were created as a slave race, um, basically Weird. to build massive underwater cities Classic through hypnosis. Um, so they basically were anamorphous blobs made from protoplasmic slime with a bunch of eyes placed all over the place. Protoplasmic slime. Yeah. And they have a lot of strength and, you know, gross bodies and weird limbs. And they can kind of just mold their bodies to do whatever kind of task you need them to be. So they use them to build cities and, you know, all the infrastructure of their land. And mm-hmm. then they were like, yo, that's that's not cool. I want to I want to do stuff. I want to, yeah. like, build my own cities, rude. And then they rose up against the elder things. So what like, you say hey, I want to like do my own thing, guys. That's what they said. Is it like a an alien version of egypt when the jews rose up yeah i mean it Passover. seems like there were some parallels even though you know he what is Jewish he people. doing 
he doesn't he know. I don't know if that's I insulting. I don't think he knows. So, yeah. But essentially, they, like, went. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So the Shaggots had a tendency to scream a cry of tickly lil, tickly lil. That's what it was. That's what it says. It's literally tickly lil, tickly lil, and they did it twice, over and over again. Um, and the sound is theorized to be uh, instruction uttered by the elder things, that is their masters, ah. to extort, like make them do better, work so harder. So is that their like Pokemon call? Yeah, I guess so. We're catching them. Yep, that. Shagath are scary. They were just trying to be free, though. They're brainwashed little alien babies. They didn't know. Yes. They didn't. No. Wasn't their fault. I'm sorry. Gabe. I didn't do it. Why do you hate them? They didn't do it. One of my favorite things about some of the monsters, um, and ones we're not even going to mention, is that there's some that are just mentioned in passing. in some of his, like books and they mm-hmm. never really got their own like moment to shine but because they're like mentioned in passing like they you have to come up with the whole thing crazy background and like his fan base has done that like haster has this intense following and the, there's like two lines about haster <laughs> the entire thing like yeah it happens fun, so often fun fact yeah um the shagath yeah things um essentially they were like brought on by different groups and there were different kinds made so the ones that were like freed did their own thing. There was like an underwater version. They were just called water shagots. And it's like they had all these. Li- and then there was one alien thing that bred a whole more subservient version of them. All these poor things. Yeah. And like made them their own thing on their alien planet. Wow. Yeah, it was the whole time. It was the whole time. All right. I like that most of them are aliens. Yeah. Well, that's just the thing is that they're they're extraplanar beings like they're from somewhere else or like cthulhu is just like under the surface just asleep waiting to wake up if you say the mm-hmm. right phrase a few times and you wear a black hood in a creepy new england town yeah and you just go blip 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 blip, blip. <laughs> but with like actual words and then <laughs> you make you make the stuff happen you make the stuff happen yeah that's all i'm saying is so howard phillips is a weirdo yeah, he did a whole thing. But he made really cool, weird creatures. I just feel like here? he was like, what are the three creepiest animals on Earth? Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to use those. He was like. No, that's literally what it was. Hate them. Uh, bats. Hate them. That's literally Snakes, what they did, though. Gross. Mm-hmm. No, that's Fungus, literally what they did. Ick. And they just combined them all and just like set them free. He did creepy. He did creepy and he set the monsters free. And now we're capturing them on the internet. He's so bizarre. So bizarre. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> we caught them all. Except we not. There's a lot more. Um, but that's my little take on the few that <laughs> we decided to mention. Cthulhu will pull us through. You teach me and I'll teach you. Cthulhu. No, wait, wait, wait. Fing gluey me glue. Excellent. I'm proud of you. <laughs> we did it. How many versions of the chant can we make into a song? It's a challenge. Please send us your versions. Yes. Do that. Because I honestly, I think it would amuse me greatly. Yeah. Someone tell us how to say it. One. And then we all get together. We have a meetup where we wear cloaks yes and we say it we say it in our own way do you think there's like fanfic cthulhu like romance yes work like I, the, what they uh, do? you thought you s- put it out into the universe it exists <laughs> like i guarantee it exists now. there's like slenderman fanfic where people <laughs> will why think about him like He's no lie cute uh, no but now i want to <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy you didn't argue with me all Can right someone please one if it doesn't exist i need someone to make it for me and if it does exist please Share send it, it to me. us because we need to know Can someone make a cthulhu romantic fanfic with me in it yes <laughs> i want it so bad i mean okay. and at your birthday's coming up so i'll work yeah, on it thanks i can't <laughs> wait
lied to you you just heard a whole interstitial that was like films films. we're talking about films well we're not psych (laughs) we're talking about games let's talk about games games? okay okay and all that spooky stuff yeah there are films kind of yeah they're mostly bad they're very bad and then there's the the endlessly in creation guillermo del toro uh mountains of madness i believe uh, Mm -hmm. film that's just been a WIP for forever. Yeah. And it's just not, we're not going to talk about it. So the thing about us is that we're multifaceted. We yeah. do more than just watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> we do lots of things. We have friends um, and uh-huh. we talk to them yeah. and sometimes we'll we invite go them over and we'll play scary games together like Arkham Horror or, um, you know, Call our Cthulhu. own Call of Cthulhu campaign that Gabe created that was pretty fucking great. Thanks. Uh, and then, you know, make each other go insane. And it's a whole time. It's fun. It's just so, fun. Board games, just video games. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just a good time. So there's the thing about it is like there's not (laughs) there's not a lot of uh, films that are mainstream, but there are a lot of games. There's a lot of games. There's so many games that are inspired by him. And and I think the reason is because of what we were saying with the Call of Cthulhu thing and that it's um, you're it's scary because you're just a person. Yeah. And like your main thing is like you hide. And you do not fight the things. And mm-hmm. you're just trying to figure out what's going you're on. You're just like, why am I here? I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's a the no. whole game where you're a journalist and you have a camera. And that's, like, one of your basic light sources. But the entire game is you hiding in closets. Yeah. As you're investigating, like, a messed up insane asylum. You're just right? like, why is this happening? That's the whole time. Yeah. And now there, there's also Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Yeah, thanks PlayStation Descent. Plus. I got all of them for free. Yeah. Um, well, because it, it was back in 2010. It was eight all years I'm old saying now. is it was free, and that's why we have it. Let me tell you about this game Kay. for people who did not get it for free. Let me tell you about Amnesia the Dark Descent Cat. Let Kay. me tell you about it. Tell for me a about it, Stud. You got it. In late August 1839, <laughs> Daniel, mm. a young man. Why is that mm to you? Why is <laughs> 1839 so, so nice. delicious? <laughs> Mm, mm, that was a you good just year. Saying words yum, yum, yum. so nice. <laughs> <laughs> words so weird. You're like, yum, oh, yum. name Daniel. There's a man. Ah, yes. Okay, tell me more. He's super dead. 1839. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in late, Sexy. In late August, 1839, Daniel, a young man from London, awakens in the dark and empty halls of the Prussian Brennenburg Castle with little <gasps> to no memory about himself. Oh no. Or his past. Yes. All he can remember is his name, that he lives in Mayfair. His name is Daniel, by the way. And that something (laughs) is haunting him. (laughs) Something's... Oh, no. I'm being hunted. Hunting. He finds a note written to himself, which informs him that he has deliberately erased his own memory and is being hunted by a shadow, which doesn't seem very practical. Yeah, it'd be like, form herself, what the heck? More than a shadow, please. Also, I need to know that i'm being hunted like why do you erase my memory and now i'm like severely like handicapped in my ability to know what's happening and then fight this shadow beast well because he's going insane anyway he instructs him to descend into the inner sanctum always make sure that you get permission before you descend into someone's inner sanctum yes probably uh of the castle in order to find and kill its baron alexander mm. yes so that's the thing mm. <laughs> quite <laughs> Yeah, quite. Yes. 1839. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I don't know which trigger word it was for you. <laughs> was Me it either. I was reacting to your voice. Was it late? You, you were yes. just talking all sultry-like, and was I was like, hmm, in? I'm going to contribute to this by also talking sultry-like, and did then that's what I did. aroused by the word in? Jesus Christ, Gabe. All right, here we go. So Say other words, please. I'm, a, I'm afraid. No. I don't know what I might say that'll mm. trigger you. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so this game is wonderful. And 
in that it's terrifying. You know, it's really, it's, it's see, it's difficult. like you say wonderful, but at the same time, you're playing it and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I was very And angry. you're just running around. And you're like, why? I need my memories. It was the one thing that I needed. Why? Like, what is this? And you're just stressed the whole time. Yeah. The worst part about the the situation and the worst in that, like, I mean, it's enjoyable because it's scary. Yeah. But what makes it difficult is that this character is just terrified of everything. Daniel's he's throwing just chairs all around. so afraid of things. Like, he's terrified of the darkness. And you don't really have a complete understanding of why. But he is a phobia. It's not just... I don't like it. He has a straight phobia. And if you're in there, he starts hyperventilating. The wa- like the colors start fading. He gets all dizzy or you as a character get dizzy. Mm-hmm. And then like when you're playing, you're just hearing him panting. Your vision is limited. You might pass out from insanity mm-hmm. and you can't see well. Yeah. It's crippling. And it like this whole game plays on claustrophobia. It plays on this fear of water. There's a whole terrifying water thing where you don't know what's in the water you know you just don't want to be in there and it's just splashing and you just have to like hop on things so you can avoid it there's and then it's just, just sounds like, like my literal nightmare yes. oh my god and then there's a lot of running around and trying to light things and conserve your lanterns but you're also afraid of the darkness and then and then it's rude because the whole castle is full of like gaping holes so wind just mystical wind comes through and will put out <laughs> all the lights mm-hmm. because they didn't have bulbs they just have candles in this stupid castle and you're like why am i here why wouldn't i get myself out of the castle away from it these are questions and then erase my memory because i'm safe and i get it it's probably because you have to kill we did not finish this game because it's 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 hard it's very tough and it's also scary it was created in a time where games were still really hard Yeah. Now they're really easy and they're just made so like you get the journey. Yeah, you enjoy Back then it, it was just like challenge. Well, good luck. I might I did a thing. Yes. Cuz I still I'm I still hold out hope that we'll finish it so I haven't spoiled it for myself. Yeah. But my guess is that he has to kill Alexander. So like you know, he gave himself the advantage of you're not insane so cuz we erased your memory and I just had to fight him with this clean slate and that's why he can't run away. Mm. But screw that i don't care what alexander's doing to the world why do i gotta save it in this dark damp basement i'm just saying babe that's what the journey is about of amontillado all over the place so justine is a expansion separate pack which is just like you get a one and done you have to get through it and it starts immediately with the monsters there your whole thing is just like get out of this place and solve all the puzzles yeah and it says something like, you can save them all. There's a way. But I didn't get that far. I literally got opened the first door and I went into the big room. And then I was trying to figure out how to pick stuff up. And then a monster got me. I tried to close the gate and then it just broke the gate. And then it broke me. And then I was like, enough of that game. <laughs> yeah, this is done now. <laughs> and then there's also in the expansion. <coughs> Did we have to watch cartoons picks. all night? No, we didn't. It's funny. Uh, Calling out one of our friends. There's another one called Machine for Pigs, but I refuse to play it because it there features are pig monsters. Pig right? monsters. <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing it. I understand. I refuse. Yeah. I have a line and I'm drawing it. I can handle squid monsters and slimy eyeball monsters all day. Mm-hmm. Send all my day. Way. All day. All day. Not darkness, though. Or and water. Or water or brief wind <laughs> that terrifies me. I hate the brief wind. But yeah, there's a lot of video games that are inspired by him. But there's also the Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign. And then there's also, also, which was inspired by the Call of Cthulhu RPG campaign, the board game Arkham Fired. Horror. Arkham Horror. The game is set in Lovecraft's fictional city of Arkham during 1926. Mm. Street, <laughs> street <laughs> building and outdoor locations are featured, as well as otherworldly locations that investigators can venture into. <laughs> so here's how it works. You tell us. <laughs> you get an investigator who is a normal person. Yep, hanging Maybe out. Maybe you're a professor. You're just a guy who works for the mob. Maybe you're Hobo Johnson. <laughs> That's a band. 
you the Uvo guy <laughs> with the dog. The tools that you have is like money so that you can buy things. You might dabble in witchcraft. So there's like a magician. But yeah, essentially, you're just a normal person. And you're traveling around Arkham. And then monsters start popping up because as you're playing, gates are opening up. And your yeah. whole thing is to like get rid of the monsters. And you do that in different ways. Like you can fight them, which you got like you got to be ready. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to be straight up dead, like, immediately. Or, like, you get certain cards that will be banishing them. If you close certain gates, then those ones can't come anymore. It's a whole thing. Yeah, but you can get, like, all the things to fight them with instead of yeah. just your, like, self. Yeah, and you get, like, magic and different weapons mm-hmm. and things. But you go around, and every time you go into a place, you have an encounter of some sort. So either there's a person or something weird happens to you or you just get straight up sent to another world. Yeah, the cards are good. And then you like have to deal with being in the outer world. It's just like you got sent to... Yugoth is one of them which is like mentioned for one of like the alien planets. Yeah. 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 So like if you get put to one of those and then you like... like... It's like you land here... You witness something unspeakably traumatizing. And it usually and you, makes you lose sanity. Yeah, and you passed out because you're insane now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now you're stuck in the in-between. Yeah. Yeah. But Arkham Horror is super dope. It's, it's very really fun. hard. If you're a board game person, they also have expansions, of yeah. which I have two, um, which will either be more cards, so you mm-hmm. can get more like villains, you can get more characters, you can get more circumstances. More you can also things. get entire new sections of town so like mm-hmm. you have um arkham horror is just like the arkham world but you can also get like the university mm-hmm. you can get like this you can get um the Innsmouth. that's like the main cthulhu lore like you have the cultists the different monsters that you're fighting are really interesting and how they affect you are really interesting it's super great and like yeah you're just like kind of working together it's not competitive like you're not playing yeah no it's definitely a team effort you're the competitor the competitor is the big bad demon god whatever the heck it is thing that you're fighting yeah and you're working together and you're strategizing because it's like you have one person who's now like closing gates you have this person who's like trying to figure out things and then you have this other person who's punching monsters yeah usually you got one friend who's like trying to like really amp up their like items and like healing stuff and getting all those elder signs or whatever they are and then you have the other friend who's like gung-ho and like fighting everything because they got the like they chose the character that would be able to do that without going super crazy real quick and like usually you know you picked your characters strategically and it's like if you like rpgs and if you like nerd games and being spooked and strategy like grab some friends and grab a few hours and just sit and play them yeah. so cool come and hang out with us we'll play it with you we love this game and i i really do gotta say like if we're looping back to the call of cthulhu campaign uh-huh. that was really fun Aww. it's a really good time i mean you just gotta get one friend who really likes to like come up with stories and like spook you yeah and then they'll be the one doing it and then you're just like along for the ride hoping that you like you figure out what the heck's going on yeah i mean you also um Again, you can listen to How We Roll podcast. Mm-hmm. So giving them a shout out because I really enjoy them and they inspire me all the time to do that. But there's also like there's campaigns that you can purchase. There's campaigns that you can download. There's campaigns that the guy who runs How We Roll has made himself and has played in there. So you can hear how they play it and mm-hmm. kind of get an idea of how to do it yourself. But it's like really fun time. And especially for beginners to role playing, it's a it's kind of a fun time because when you can do a one shot, so it won't take up your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, your character also different from D and D because it's D and D's like long, long game. Yeah, I mean Cthulhu you can do can one shots, but one or two off. Yeah, things. usually, yeah, it's pretty chill. You're not gonna have these characters for forever. Yeah, um, and it's like it's just like a fun, creepy time. And and since it's October, mm-hmm. this is the best time to do that. Yeah, get spoopy. Yeah, feelings. 
Christopher Walken as he gets very excited. Uh, Finn Gluey, McGill Nafar, Cthulhu Relay, uh, Wagana Galfatagan. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> YouTube. What if you summoned Cthulhu and he sounded like that? <laughs> it would be, I would be like, all right, I'm fine with this. I'm Cthulhu and... That's that's my impression. I could do two. Like, oh, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> so it'll be uh, if you like it. It's Fifty Shades of Cthulhu. Yeah, because we want an erotic fan fiction of Gabe of and Cthulhu. Me and Cthulhu it needs to happen. And his big, strong human arms. But oh his my gosh, bat wings. He has bat wings, and he has an octopus no face. No judgment. Just he's beautiful on the inside. You know, he's probably he's not. not. He's probably monstrous. Or if you don't like it, it's Whipple Van Buren Phillips. Because that's a funny that's, name. Yeah. Howard Phillips Lovecraft. His grandpa. <laughs> his Not that nice we didn't like the grandpa. It's just but his like name his is his Whipple and it's fun. Yeah. He was a grown man named Whipple Van Buren Phillips. He probably had an awesome mustache. Oh my God. Yes, he did. Let's just let's just say about the the topic of uh lovecraft about howard phillips himself how like do you feel as a about person? lovecraft yeah no he can go somewhere he can whipple van buren phillips yeah he can whipple van buren phillips because he wasn't a good guy you know he also hated my people and like how dare you yeah rude right agree and then like use all their like stuff yeah in his lore i'm there with you him as a person nah son yeah he can go somewhere he can whipple van buren his way out of here that's how I feel. Yeah, but what about the whole shebang? I mean, the, the rest of it's great. Cool stuff. Um, that came out. Fifty Shades of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Amnesia games definitely were a time when games were still really hard, and I cannot play it. I tried. <laughs> um, I lose every time. I die all a bunch, and then I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to keep going because I'm like, how many times? Do I have to restart this? It's so bad. I don't want to start over again. I'm just going to watch a walkthrough. Yeah. No, like, it's honestly, like, I can't. I can't do it. Um, but Arkham and Call of Cthulhu and all of that stuff about it. Yeah. And Amnesia is great because it's scary. Like, it genuinely is. Like, in the very subtle ways that you would want a scary game to be scary. And it's not so much monsters as you would expect it as in a Lovecraftian thing. It's more the like wind and the fear of the dark and all this and it's just like, really playing upon phobias and fear to make something that like really isn't that scary really really scary it makes things real in a really unreal circumstance yeah like were there to be these monstrous beasts this is what we are we're just normal people i just really love the like getting to be in that place and you're just like in arkham you're in Boston where everyone's kind of hard edged anyway. It's like 1920 mm-hmm. so y'all t- or 1900s even. They all talk mm-hmm. really weird. And then you're just like investigating. And there's all this. There's so many layers in it. And when there's a Call of Cthulhu campaign that's done right, it's so fun. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is investigating, which is one of my favorite things to do like in games. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely agree. Like the whole regular person dynamic really makes it more enjoyable because i feel like when you have like fantasy and stuff like that you lose that a lot of the time usually you're this like fantastical thing that has powers and can fight all this stuff where when you're like not saying cthulhu's gonna come hang out and like ruin the world we're we're here we're doing it and we're if like that's what happens we have to deal with it so it's like fun to kind of have like in something so fantastical and crazy still have this like element of realness and i like we didn't really talk a lot about or at all really his actual writings mm-hmm. but like it that's very much why they're like that it's just like it's following these normal people um or it's like a white man who went to africa and touched the wrong artifact and mm-hmm. now he's like his entire expedition died bec- out of insanity and now he's back and he's like going insane and and might have unleashed like a monster or there's an entire creepy town full of weird looking like fish people who are summoning Cthulhu or something. And it's those are Dagons. Yeah, so, you know, that's crazy. one of his creatures. Yeah. The fish people are the Dagons. Fish people. 
and when they're revealed oh man what a journey guys definitely like read his we wouldn't have a classic horror month yeah if it wasn't a thing it's just like this is the stuff that influences pop culture and the things that you know we fear today it's stuff that's always been universally scary and they're the ones who really like brought light to it and really connected it to a bunch of other stuff i think he wanted to be antagonistic and he wanted to argue and then when he actually got down to the nitty-gritty of meeting people and talking to them and befriending them he was like super nice and he was like oh well i met you and now you're nice but i mean for that there's that to thank him for but otherwise get with the times guy yeah thank you all so much for listening we love you yeah don't Um, get married they eat your kids or cthulhu will okay bye bye